It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, Mike, the year is nearly behind us. And as you look at the new year, what are you aiming to accomplish in your financial life? We're sharing the top financial goals that people are striving for in 2024 and strategies for how to achieve them. That and more on this hour of the Wise Money Show. Can I just say the time between Christmas and New Year is just a bummer? It's just a bummer. Like Christmas is over. You're not yet at the new year. And it's just sort of like... I don't know. Bummer. It's my bah favorite humbug? week of the really? year. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I don't. Is it Man. is it possible to be bah humbug after Christmas? Apparently, yes. Because so. you're pulling it off right now. <laughs> no. yeah. If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we've got questions from fans of the show coming up later in the program. You can call or text us five seven four two 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 thousand. It's five seven four two 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 thousand online wisemoneyshow.com is how you can reach us and submit questions that way. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. All right. So are you living intentionally? I, that, I, I guess that's the question. Are you living intentionally? I would, I would hope so. And yet we all need that jolt, that reminder that, hey, 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 wake up. You know, you're in control. You decide your habits. You decide what you do. You kind of think think long term and are the things that you're doing repeatedly every day or on an ongoing basis are they setting you up for that long term that you envision and while Josh probably has some really obscure date that he chooses to to reflect on those sorts of things the rest of us normal people we usually do that around the beginning of the year and so in this bah humbug week it's a great time to recalibrate and reassess are you are you are your behaviors in the short term the unconscious things that you're doing the the automatic things that you're doing are they are they consistent with where you want to be financially so living intentionally how do you do that well you write down your financial goals so guys why is it so important to to have written financial goals well i to me just the habit of of writing goals is what's so important and you know i i do love this time of year and uh, for the record, it is the week between Christmas and New Year that I am talking goals. I'm thinking yeah. goals. I'm rewriting goals because, man, don't we need resets on a regular basis? You know, you get off track. You kind of lose sight of, of the vision that you had. You you set some goals in the past and maybe made some progress. And, um, you know, you, you backslide at times. But how do you get back on track? And I don't know, a, a fresh new beginning in a new calendar year just feels like a great time to do that. I, I like it. New calendar year and new like anniversary of your birth year, right? <laughs> uh, it's it's your start to a new trip around the sun. So why not revisit your goals on your birthday too, right? I like it. I don't know. So yeah. for me, they happen to be equally spread out throughout the year, roughly. Yeah. So I get to do this a couple times a year. But whenever you do it, it doesn't matter. The having something to aim at. And then to align your activities, your decisions, your behaviors, yes, your habits behind those, 
um, th- this is the this is the time of year to take new aim or fresh aim towards the things that are most important to you. So I okay. Well, right. one of my favorite quotes as it relates to goals and goal setting and why would I even have a goal? Why would I even have a purpose? And uh, it comes from Lewis Carroll's uh, Alice in Wonderland. And Alice said, okay, which way should we go? I think she said that to the Cheshire Cat, and the cat said, if you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't matter which path you take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of folks that are kind of, if you think about it, in in the fog of war or just life, right, with life, uh, there's so much stuff coming at you. And, you know, I think the question of do I live intentionally, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, and we're talking about your financial health, but, I mean, even your physical health. You know, they say the, 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 the person who has their health has a thousand visions and the person without their health has one. Yeah. And so you think about that, whether it's your physical health, your financial health, whatever, um, what, what are your visions what are you hoping to do and then uh, to me the other thing it not just looking forward and saying what should what am i trying to accomplish in 2024 but i would look back and say what objectively what did i accomplish in 2023 Mm -hmm. and a lot of times when i start that exercise i say well we made x you know we had household income of x what do we have to show for it? And I think you have to ask yourself the question, what do I have to show for it? Or I, over the last 10 years, I've had household income of X. What do I have to show for it? Mm-hmm. Is my balance sheet improving? Is, is, are, are my goals getting funded? And there, so this is, I think, is super important. Yeah, it, I like that uh, before you start, Re-examining your future vision, looking backwards to to measure that progress, to reassess what goals can I mark as checked off my list, because you need to be asking yourself right now as we're starting a new year, as you're thinking about setting your own financial goals for the future, are you going to be focused this year more on needs versus wants? You know, depending on your financial health right now, you might need to be shoring some things up and and dealing with very pressing needs. Others may be able to have some some fun things on the horizon this year. Are you focused on short versus long-term goals? Um, are you uh, getting your goals and your spouse's goals merged together? That kind of thing. But I would give you three different categories that your financial goals could fall into depending on where you're at. Um, first off, you might be focused on foundational financial goals. You know, things like debt repayment and emergency funds and basically just getting yourself solid in the here and now. It's not so much about the long-term goals at at this stage of the game. It's more about just getting your financial health really great. Or maybe you've already done a lot of that and now you're in the construction stage. Foundations laid, now we're we're building. Wealth building type goals are more of your accumulation types of goals. Maybe it's paying down longer term debt and you're building up equity in really important assets like your home or a business or something like that. And then thirdly, some of you may be done building at the end of the day and now it's time to start leveraging the wealth that you've built. And the goals that you have there are things like retirement or 
uh, giving goals. It's how do you get some freedom with your time or flexibility with your geography and, and things like that so that you can actually use the wealth that's been built to go have a great impact that you've never been able to have uh, even up to this point. Uh, but the point is, depending on where you're at in life, and as you look backwards at the things you've already achieved, now you need to start thinking about, okay, what phase am I in? Am I still working on foundation? Am I building or am I leveraging moving forward? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic framework, Josh, and, and perspective. And, and I would encourage you, regardless of where you're at, write down those goals. Write down those goals. Document them so you can refer back to them because you will drift your needs or your, your, your emotions, your desires will, will, will drift and your behaviors will drift as well. And this recalibration right now at this time, whether you do it again later in the year as well, yeah, I mean, you want to kind of reset. Wait, is that still the aim or has life adjusted? So if we were to look at financial themes and what's happening in the world, what's happening in the U.S., three financial goals, common financial goals sort of emerge as themes that many people should be aiming at and are aiming at in the year ahead. Don't know where this finds you, if this is uh, you know, a great segue into goals that will inspire you, or if you say, nah, I'm not in that stage, uh, my goals are, are different. But we're gonna go through those most common goals, but I guess whether these are perfectly in line or not, I think before we even get into the goals, we would tell you, make sure you've got that next meeting with your certified financial planner laid out. And if you're doing, we've we've, talk through the goal planning process several times here on the Wise Money Show. Not going to do that in full today. We'll share some snippets, but um, maybe this is a good time to recalibrate what your goals are. Mm -hmm. List out all of your potential goals, or maybe have you and your spouse also do that, and then prioritize them and make sure that you have the right goals and focus, the right target and focus. And then when you meet with your certified financial planner next, hopefully that that is on the schedule, probably for tax time, um, that you then kind of share what those goals are and you guys can mutually strategize to make sure you're on track and doing what you need to to accomplish those. So that'd be the first action item that we'd encourage you to take. Now, what are these most common financial goals? We're going to share that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. One of the most common financial goals people are aiming at or hoping to achieve in the year ahead. Do they align with yours and what are the strategies to achieve them? We're helping with that and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Uh, stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media. Wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. All right, so it's recalibration time. It's goal setting time. We'd encourage you write down those goals and make sure that you've got your next meeting with your CFP scheduled so that you can review those goals and strategize for them. Given what's going on in the world right now and in the U.S., there's sort of three themes, if you will, as to common financial goals. The first one is with interest rates rising, you can look around at the data and uh, lots of people have taken on a lot more debt at mm -hmm. high interest rates. And actually at a macroeconomic level, sorry for the jargon, at a high level, economic level, it's sort of a concern. The consumer, for the most part, 70% of the overall economy, so the, the average consumer's health drives the economy in so many ways. 
starting to wonder if there's going to be some pressure here with student loan payments restarting at the you know the, the in the fourth quarter and and most people that needed to buy a house or get a bigger house have just sort of held their breath I'll wait for interest rates to go back down that hasn't happened so maybe they've got a higher interest rate mortgage now and so I it's likely or at least the data shows many people are carrying a little bit of high interest debt that they otherwise you know didn't have previously so getting that debt paid off the average or or total not average total credit average credit card debt is now a trillion dollars no 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 that's not true <laughs> total cumulative credit card debt now surpassed a trillion dollars but the interest rate the average interest rate on credit cards is now well over 20% that's a record since they started tracking this back in 1990 and when you look at the percentage of people that pay their credit card off every single month versus those that roll it over, we now have more people that are rolling over their credit card balance really, than are paying it off every single month. Wow. Previously, and now there's various surveys on this and no one pulls everyone, but various surveys talk about what percentage and so on. It This appears to be one of the, either the first time or one of the only times that more people are carrying a balance than able to pay it off every single every single month. So That's I don't know huge. where this hits you, but I think for the average person, paying off high interest debt is a big goal for 2024. Yeah, and likely if you're listening to this, uh, whether it's on YouTube or on the radio, you are not an average person. You are definitely at least slightly above average. And so you have not been brought down by Mike's uh, opening salvo talking about how depressing of a time this is. <laughs> you are very motivated and excited to take action. So if you said, "What? I've got a pen and a piece of paper right now, what kind of action could I take? I would encourage you to work on creating some sort of a constitution for yourself and or your family and say, "What? what do... What does our household, what rules do we live by? And you might say, hey, listen, we're not going to pay interest on revolving debt. So you make the declaration, and then once that declaration is made, and especially if you have buy-in, if you, if you are married, one of the most important ways to have intimacy in your marriage is to share uh, openly about the your financial matters right. and to say, hey, look, this is what I believe. I believe we should not have revolving debt, okay? Then what? Well, then we need to have a, a strategy for paying down our debt. I believe we should never, ever, ever have a car payment again. What does that mean? It means that you need to then go and start making the car payment to yourself, Mm -hmm. So pay yourself first. And so and there are a lot of different ways that people then and, and I would encourage you to try to understand internal finance. If you're making a list and checking it twice. Oh, that was last week. But it, mm -hmm. it, but here's here's what you might do. You might say, hey, I'm going to read a book that's going to that's going to help me think it, it's going to help fix my thinking about finances, because if I get my thinking right, I have a shot at getting my behavior right. That's right. If, yeah. if all I'm trying to do is make a list and then try and behavior modify, you by the 17th of January, you're gonna feel depressed all over again. Yeah, that's right. That's why that book that you pick, it has to be one that you're willing to implement, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have debt right now, 
I'm assuming that you don't have debt and a big pile of cash sitting there that you could just wipe it out immediately. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have. You're, you're by definition, you're not part of the the group of Americans. You said it's more than half of credit card holders are now carrying a balance with them month after month, paying interest, as as Kevin was saying, you want to avoid. But once you declare that I'm not going to be someone who's going to carry a, a debt balance like that on my credit card, I'm not going to pay interest. I'm going to pay it off every single month. When you declare that, now your mind is free to go to work on the how, mm-hmm. right? You're freeing yourself up to put all your creative energy into, all right, how do we make it so? And whatever your solution ends up being, it's going to involve control over your cash flow, right? You have to find margin where maybe you haven't had margin in a while. In fact, ever since the pandemic, most Americans have been spending just a little bit more than the income coming in as the whole world is trying to adjust to rising inflation, higher costs, and oh, by the way, the government put some extra money in your pocket So it was easy to go ahead and spend extra. Well, that habit has maybe gotten fairly entrenched. And now that you've burned through all that extra cash that the government dropped in your lap, that's why now people are turning to the credit card because they're still spending a little bit more than what is is coming in. You have to reverse that. You know, we we have to work on not only paying down the debt, but also preventing the debt. And uh, as Kevin pointed out, the way you do that is... First, getting the margin where you are spending less than what you're you're bringing in in income, and uh, just start attacking the debt. We like to use a debt snowball approach. Yep. So when you have more than one debt uh, on your plate, start with the smallest one first and just attack it with all available free cash flow. Anything extra that you can put on this, you're going to melt that debt quickly so that not only does the balance go away, but more importantly, the payment goes away. And now you've freed up even more cash flow to use as firepower to go attack the next debt in line as you move up the balance chart, so to speak. But when that is all done, you still have to have a game plan to stay out of debt then. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to cycle right back in and it's in and out. You're feeling victorious and then you're feeling defeated back and forth. And it doesn't have to be that way. If you have a game plan on how you're going to control your cash flow, a budget is how you do that. If you don't know how to do that, maybe now's the time to be reaching out to a coach who can help guide you through that process. Yeah, And, and oftentimes that I mean, Josh, you've said this in the past to have a um, a debt reduction plan without a debt avoidance plan could just be part of a cycle. You know, my wife is in the dental industry, so she fixed cavities, but the cavities will keep coming back unless you fix your hygiene habits. Right. And so it, you can prevent or excuse me, you can deal with the cavity. You can deal with the credit card. But unless you fix the the, the hygiene, unless you fix your, your cash flow management system, then it, it's likely to return. And so a budget is part of that, but a budget by itself probably doesn't do it. It's got to be built into a three bank account system. And that sort of leads right into this next common goal. And that is many people are also looking and saying, I've got a big purchase I need to make, whether that's a vehicle, Kevin, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a home improvement or, or something short term. And I don't have the cash and I don't want to use debt because right. interest rates are so high. So how can I fund this short-term financial goal? Falls right in line with this three bank account system. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. The the three bank account system, we're talking about the second bank account, not your checking account. That would be bank account number one. Bank account two is where you are piling up cash flow for or, or amount of cash to fund the things that you know are on the horizon. They could be needs or wants. They could be long-term or short-term. It doesn't matter. The, the point is you're turning it into a monthly savings goal. I'm going to set this aside very intentionally into a a delayed spending account or a savings account so that when that purchase has to happen or when that major expense hits your doorstep, you're ready for it. I mean, this one is, is it's just directly connected to, to, you know, credit cards and and having some short term, some sort of consumer debt. So they are very much linked. We're going to break down a little bit more of that three bank account system and give you more action items that you can take to help you navigate through that. So we've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Do you have a a cash flow operating system that helps you reach your short-term financial goals and your intermediate financial goals and sets you up so that you can actively pursue those long-term financial goals? If you don't, we're going to tell you the system. We're hitting that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Shows on podcast, wherever you listen, uh, there's a podcast for everything. There's a Wise Money, <laughs> there's a Wise Money Show podcast. Uh, so wherever you listen to podcasts, check it out. Search the Wise Money Show with Corwin Financial Group. Subscribe to it there. Follow us there and rate the program there as well. We appreciate it. Talking about the most common financial goals that people have for 2024. What are your goals? Write them down. Think forward. Where do you want to be? In, in five years, in 10 years, financially, what's your vision? And then are your actions, many of them unconscious or many of them set in motion a long time ago and now habitual, are those the actions that are keeping you on track with that goal or are is there misalignment? Be And, and, and be, be honest with yourself, working with your CFP to, to make that assessment. Many people have are carrying more debt than what they'd prefer at higher interest rates. And many people are also scratching their heads saying, my excess savings that I've had has sort of been spent through and I've got some big purchases. I can't use debt. How do I fund these things? And and really, guys, Kevin, you've talked about it a lot. You can say it more eloquently, but what's your cash flow operating system? Mm-hmm. Because that that is that is the framework that helps you not only achieve some of these negatives, mm-hmm. I got a little bit more debt, mm-hmm. or I've got a big expense, don't really have it funded, not saved up. It's not only the engine that helps or the, the, the system that helps with that, but it gives you then the, when it's working, gives you that freedom to say, all right, I'm going all in with my chips with my long-term goals. I'm fully funding these. It's that three bank account system. Josh, you mentioned it a little bit. Bank account number one is your checking account. That's your immediate spending where you've got a budget where you can clearly see this is how much income's coming in pretty much every month. If you're on variable income or commission, you might have to average that or, or, or something. But then these are all the monthly expenses we have as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I've got margin because I've laid it out. I've built that budget. That second bank account then is we call it delayed spending. It's typically a savings account, online money market. Um, and that's where you've listed out proactively all of the known non-monthly expenses, things that are coming up. If the first bank account, you're covering all your monthly expenses, what are the non-monthly expenses? These could be routine things like car insurance that you pay every six months. Could be things like Christmas or holidays. Could also be some, you know, new car or a big trip 
or a home improvement or maybe a down payment on a house, right? Mm -hmm. So laying those out, adding all that, uh, you know, how much do you need to be saving? Uh, like, I guess, sorry, what are those totals? Divide, add it all up, divide it by 12. So how much do you need to be setting aside in that delayed spending every single month? And then you got to fit that into bucket number one. So can it fit within your budget? Yeah, yeah. You know what, uh, talking about bucket number two, uh, I'm going to give kudos to one of our team members because uh, Laura on our uh, business services team, she's one of our accountants, serves clients and everything. We were ending a meeting and someone asked, uh, hey, what are you going to do with your day off tomorrow? She had a day off during the week, and she said, well, I think I'm going to go buy a new car. And, you know, that piqued people's interest, obviously. Yeah. And it, it turns out that her something was wrong with her existing vehicle, and it wasn't going to be worth fixing. And she said, but it's no big deal. When we've been saving up for this, we knew the day would be coming. And what she was describing without using the words was, well, we had a delayed spending account for something like this. Yeah. Everyone knows that the car you're driving is dying a slow, miserable death <laughs> one mile at a time, right? <laughs> the thing's not going to last forever. It's a machine. It gets worn out. Even Kevin's diesel truck that'll go a million miles, one it's not going to go miles. two million miles, right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, the the point is, do. yeah, there, there's a, a day coming when you're going to have to have a new vehicle plan in place. And the question is, when your existing car dies, is it a, is it a crisis for your financial life? Yep. Is that truly an emergency? Because bucket number three is the emergency fund. Yeah, right? all the things you can't see. If, you, if bucket number one, I've got everything covered that happens every month. Bucket number two, I've got everything that I know of that's, that's going to happen, but not every single month. Yeah. Bucket three is, do I have everything that I don't know of? Exactly. <laughs> right. And so Jeff and Laura, they didn't say, oh, well, our car died, so now we have an emergency. We're going to have to go raid that bucket. No, they said we had a plan in place. Yeah. We had been funding this along the way. And so if one of your goals in the year to come is to... Um, make a major purchase of some kind. It could be a car or, or maybe it's something really fun like a, a lake property or, or something cool like that. Maybe it's a, a college education for your kids. I, I don't know. But whatever it is, by nature, it's a big enough ticket item that you're probably thinking of that um, hopefully you've already had the game plan in place. You've already had a budget that is supporting an ongoing savings for those types of items so that it's not a crisis if it is a need that has to be dealt with because you've already been dealing with it one month at a time in bite-sized pieces. Now, let me weave in this final goal or of most common financial goals for this next year, and that is to get on track with retirement. Many people have, and again, sorry, Kevin, for going negative. You got to balance me out here because the, mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole story here is hope. If there's a uh, big radio talk show guy down in Tennessee that's sort of mean and, and yells at people, Wise Money Show is the exact opposite. Financial planning, it's all about hope. No matter where you are in your financial situation, whether you like it or not, we all have regrets and financial mistakes that we've made, and you can change it. You are one great financial decision away from an upward spiral in your financial life. You are. And it's not about your position. It's about your vector. Your vector. That's exactly right. At the same time, many people have managed inflation by reducing their 401k savings. I don't just I I don't quite have enough dollars to make it all fit. I will raise it, I will increase it back, but I've got to move down from 15% down to 5, down to 6. I just had one of these conversations. Hmm. So, how can you get on track 
for retirement. Let me ask you a question. If you were operating that three bank account system that we talked about, and you had a budget where all your known monthly expenses were handled and you had margin, you had clarity on all the expenses that were upcoming and you were funding those appropriately, and you had an emergency fund that when something unexpected happened, you were ready, what would prevent you from going all in towards confidently funding those long-term goals? Nothing. Because because your, your foundation, Josh, you talked about categorically where your financial goals could fit. Your foundation is solid, mm-hmm. right? Your foundation solid. Life's going to happen. We know it. But it's a secure foundation. Now you can build. Mm-hmm. Now you can build confidently. So working with your CFP, doing that five-factor retirement plan, seeing this is how much I'm saving, is that the right amount? Do I need to save more? And if you do... Yes, that's going to impact your budget. So you've got to refer back to that three bank account system to see, well, does this trade off, can it fit? And if it doesn't fit perfectly, what strategies do I take to get it to fit over the long term? Get my vector right. Yep. Get your vector right. Get your habits optimized. You know, that's one of the beautiful things about knocking out a whole bunch of foundational goals, things like paying down any credit card debt, building up an emergency fund, getting a budget in place and and a rhythm or a a habit of controlling your spending. Um, You know, when when you've done all those things, you've essentially created the very habits that will now also help you build for the future. And it may take some tweaks or some changes, though, because a retirement goal, maybe you are disciplined and you're saving $500 a month into your retirement goal, but you realize with the help of your certified financial planner man, we need to be saving 750 a month, or maybe it's 1000 a month. That might feel, for a lot of people, if, if you've been saving zero and you've got to go to 1000 that can be overwhelming. If you're in the habit, though, if you know how to save, if you know how to budget, it's amazing to me when you issue the challenge to clients, how many people kind of rise up and say, yeah, we can go find that money. We've got control on our spending. Yeah. We've got enough discretion or flexibility. We can make this happen if they just have the clarity that it's needed. When I see the why, oh, I can get through that how. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, think about all the folks you've said, hey, in order for you to be able to retire within the next five years, these are the things you need to do. And you've never seen people achieve and accomplish things. I mean, it like yeah. look out. So, so quick takeaways, make sure you've got your next meeting with your certified financial planner laid out and do that goal assessment, hopefully reprioritizing, confirming you've got the right targets. And then if though, if these goals inspired you, we hit a couple strategies and that three back account system, make sure that that's working. It's hard. It's, it takes, it takes practice experience. Finally, atomic habits. I'd consider reading that book. If you're a reader or a listener, that's a great one to pick up right now and help spur you on. Got more coming up here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content, is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Search, uh, Go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it there. Turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content. We've got shows that air every single day of the week, every single or work day of the week, um, ranging well over 1,000 
uh, a thousand videos. So lots of content there. Go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, and subscribe to it there. All right, before we transition into questions, let's just put the wraps on it with goals, right? This is the the kind of normal time where people, it, it just makes sense to recalibrate, make sure, do I have the right target? Am I, do I have the right strategies? Am I aiming at the right things to get the long-term results that I'm striving towards? We shared some potential, most common financial goals people are shooting for, for 2024, but there's really an overarching one. There's a, there's a, there's a first. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would call this a goal or a to-do, but if you have never sought financial wisdom, I would encourage you to seek financial wisdom from a professional, someone who does it for a living. I was just talking with someone about a situation and someone got a really, 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 really good deal on something. And the question was, well, why'd they get such a good deal? And it was because the seller didn't seek professional advice. And so the, the buyer got an, an amazing deal, whether that's a business, whether that's a vehicle, whether that's a, a real estate, whatever. So I we're big believers in seeking financial wisdom. If you are going to get, if you don't have a formal financial plan, we would encourage you get that formal financial plan. And, and to piggyback on that, if you haven't given your uh, children or the people that are financially connected to you some sort of a financial state of the union address, hmm. I might try to define reality and say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. A, a very common scenario is we're working with a couple who's either getting ready to retire or already retired, and they have a net worth of $6 million, and they have three children. And you say to them, okay, are your three children each ready? If if you two are gone tomorrow, are each of your children ready to receive $2 million of inheritance? And it, seldom is the answer a uh, resounding yes to all three. So typically, you, you you oh, yes, one is or two of them are, but this one for sure not. And so what's lacking in that equation? And it's typically it's either skill or character, which you can have both at 18 and lack both at 68. So it doesn't it's not age dependent. But I would think about this year, maybe for a birthday, maybe for next Christmas, you would think about giving the gift of financial planning to your children. That's a little tricky because, you know, if mom and dad are hiring the advisor, uh, do, do, are the kids going to embrace it? If the kids don't pay anything for it, they don't have any skin in the game, their motivation or incentive might be low. We've had, we've had couples that have said, yeah, we'll pay for financial planning for all of our kids. And um, there were five kids and none of them, all of them scheduled appointments and none of them kept, none of them went through. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, let's go. There's so much we can help you with. And so it's it's kind of tricky. Uh, it's kind of like my dad always used to say, you can't push a rope, uh, mm -hmm. which is a corny uh, uh, kind of old fashioned saying. But, you know, you could you could true wise. You, yeah. Or you could you know, you can lead a horse to drink, but you can't make him water. I mean, there's all these different <laughs> there's all these different old fashioned sayings that people have. And so you say, well, what horses water all over the place. <laughs> yes, Watch out. So anyway, so you have, you have all these 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 sayings that try to describe uh, what really happens. But I, I would I would encourage you try to open up the dialogue with your children. One of the things that 
I talked about with my children over the holidays was how we were going to continue to strive to financially untangle your financial life from our financial life. Because mm. I don't want to be tangled financially. I want you to be free to live the life that you choose. I'm not going to interfere with that. Mm-hmm. Go go do what you want to do and be fly as high as your wings will take you. Don't don't try to stay enmeshed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. It, so you you started all this with I'm not sure if this is a goal or if it's a task and. Either one is fine, right? Make mm-hmm. it part of your plan. Have it be part of the action that you're taking. I consider getting a, a certified financial planner, deciding who's going to be your coach or your guide, the person walking with you towards all your other goals. This is a foundational financial planning goal itself. Choosing mm-hmm. your choosing your guide, choosing yep. your partner. Um, all those foundational goals that we talked about earlier in the show, they are the goals that help set you up to achieve all the other ones. Boy, if choosing your certified financial planner doesn't fall under that category, I don't know what does. Yep. Fantastic. Completely agree. And, and, and uh, hopefully that's the nudge that you needed. So let's transition to questions from fans of the show. Got one from Lucy here from, oh gosh, it was a couple months ago now. Sorry, Lucy. Uh, here's what she asked. Hello, I'm currently serving in the U.S. Army. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my husband, we're stationed outside of Indiana. We still pay Indiana state taxes in 2023, but not for long due to a new House bill, Bill uh, 1034, that has income tax exemption for some military pay starting in 2024. Will we still be eligible for the Indiana 529 state tax credit, even though we will not be paying Indiana state taxes? Guys, let's, let's explain how that works, and then ref, are, is the credit refundable, not refundable, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, if you're listening from another state, maybe you've heard us say before how awesome it is to be a Hoosier. <laughs> in Indiana, when you're saving for college or, or other education expenses into a 529 plan, uh, we have an amazing credit system where uh, basically the first $7,500 that you contribute to a retirement uh, plan um, it, it allows you to save 20% worth of, of that contribution off your tax bill. Uh, it's a tax credit. Tax credits are the best part of a tax return, in, in our opinions, quite often. Uh, it's a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction in your tax bill. But you have to have a tax bill, Yeah. right? You, you can't have zero taxes and still get this type of credit. There are credits that exist out there that are refundable credits, um, where you can literally take your tax bill down to zero and then into negative territory. But this, unfortunately, is not one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's a tax credit, which is better than a deduction. A deduction of $7,500. Many states have a deduction that you get for your 529 uh, contribution. That just reduces your income that is then applied to tax. And if, mm-hmm. if you say the average state tax rate's around 5%, then it would be a, a 5% benefit on that 7,500. No, no, that's a state tax credit of 20%. So $1,500. But again, you got to have the tax. So this is not a refundable credit. So if you don't have enough state tax or you don't pay any Indiana state tax, then you're not going to get that that full credit. Yeah, great question. Thanks for your service, Lucy. And when you look at how it works when you're in the military, if you're from Michigan and you're in the military, you don't pay state taxes. So mm-hmm. that that is actually a really cool thing. There are some pretty amazing benefits because you think, well, wait a minute. 
Um, that's only in Florida, Texas, South Dakota. Maybe one more. So, uh, so no, no, no. That's if you're in the military. That applies to Michigan, and it sounds like South now yeah, Indiana soon. as well. I didn't know that. And I'm assuming there are a bunch of other states where if you are in the military and you um, have your, your, your kind of where you came from, basically, mm-hmm. you're not going to pay state taxes there. So here's the, here's the thing. You, we're right at, it's right at the end of the year, and you might be hearing this saying, oh, we forgot to fund the 529 plan, or I actually didn't know that existed. Should we do some? You've, in order to get this tax benefit, you got to make your contribution by the end of the year. So right now, right now, right now, right now. So this would be if you have a 529 plan already open and you've connected your bank account to it, you can make a contribution right now electronically very, very quickly. Should be able to hit before the end of the year and you'll be able to, to get that tax benefit. I can't say that for sure because it's a Saturday, but but even if you look and say, oh, I did want to do this and I'm a touch too late. Well, credit starts all over again starting January. Right. And so set your I, I fund my 529 plan every single month, automatic, uh, electronic. And so maybe set that up as well so that a year from now you've maximized this tax benefit and, and no need to scramble. So great question. Hope that applies to you. And listen, if you live in another state or you're not in the military and you're not sure what your tax benefit is for the 529 plan, go check it out. Work with your CFP. See what the benefit is. See if you should make uh, maximize that. So great question. That is all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. And he said, hey, I listen to you on WFRN. And I said, oh, well, great. Thank you. And he said, hey, do you know what my favorite part of the show is? And I'm thinking, of course, he's going to say what everyone else says, which is lis- listening to, listening the, to Mike Bernard. the golden voice of <laughs> Mike Bernard. Mike Bernard's <laughs> awesome. I love Mike jerk. Bernard. I don't know who the other two guys are, but I love Mike. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.